Welcome to RADCAST, a series of youth-created podcasts showcasing the Allegheny Regional Asset District, RAD, which provides financial support to Allegheny County's libraries, parks and trails, arts and cultural organizations, regional attractions, sports, and civic facilities, and public transit. I'm Sophia Gombos, and joining me this week is Sarah Woodside. This episode includes segments on Squonk Opera, as well as River City Brass, but first we'll be taking a closer look at Pittsburgh Civic Orchestra. This is a piece done by Jacqueline Hopwood. The Pittsburgh Civic Orchestra opened in 1958 when a few amateur musicians came together to form an ensemble. Over time, that number grew, but their message has stayed the same. Provide a place where volunteer musicians can come together for the joy of playing classical music and perform for the benefit of their community. I was given the opportunity to interview music director and principal conductor of the Pittsburgh Civic Orchestra, Alejandro Pinzon, to talk about their message and the music. If you consider that the musicians themselves are part of the community, because this is a mostly volunteer-based ensemble, the benefit is that a community orchestra like the Pittsburgh Civic Orchestra gives the opportunity for people who would like to play their instrument to actually play it in a group. We give the opportunity to players to continue performing on their instrument. It's also a space for families to reunite, so it's an opportunity to gather. Growing up in Yucatan, Mexico, Alejandro found a love for music and eventually got a master's degree in orchestra conducting. He has conducted symphony orchestras, symphonic bands, chamber orchestras, choirs, and opera productions in Mexico, the United States, and Argentina. Even after all of this, he has found himself with the Pittsburgh Civic Orchestra. Is it any different? Technically, no. The technique is the same. The music that we read is the same. I would say that the difference comes with expectations of the group. A community group has a diversity of performance level. So a community group, you have to adjust. Sometimes some instruments are missing because at the moment you may not have a performer for that. So you have to make adjustments. That's the main difference. Alejandro has been supporting Latin American music and dance for many years around Western Pennsylvania. Eventually, he left Pittsburgh before returning back with a new opportunity. Earlier this year, the PCO underwent a large change in leadership. Let me start by saying that I've been associated with the group for about a decade now because I was the assistant conductor for a few seasons. Then I left, came back to Pittsburgh. Dr. Warren Davidson, who was the previous conductor, retired. And then the opportunity happened that I could become the new conductor. Alejandro stepped into this role with a few new responsibilities, conducting rehearsals, concerts, picking music, and so much more. Another important job that Alejandro has been tasked with is introducing classical music to people of all kinds. It isn't a popular genre, with roughly 10 to 15% of Americans having a close or somewhat close relationship with it. So why should we listen? I think we should be exposed to as many kinds of music as we can. So I do believe people should attend these concerts, not only the civic orchestra, but any classical orchestra, because it may be a new experience for many. We live in an era where the music is in a small device, right? It's in your phone. You can listen to music anywhere, but it's always in a little box, digital. And the experience of the concert is the chance to have an in-person experience, to see people making music, playing their instruments, realizing how much time and effort it takes. The Pittsburgh Civic Orchestra experience is affordable, accessible, and a link to a lesser-known musical genre. Their first concert was in 1962, and they're still going strong today. Support the PCO by attending shows, donating, or volunteering. 
Find out more at pittsburghcivicorchestra.net or on Facebook at Pittsburgh Civic Orchestra. Something I really liked was the focus on classical music because I do feel like classical music is a genre of music that is kind of dying out in today's society and I do feel like it's really important to keep this type of music alive because classical music is a type of music that you can't really experience unless you're in the auditorium like hearing it live and you can see and feel the passion of the conductor, all the musicians and the audience around you and that is really I feel like part of the magic of classical music. Yeah, I think it's something really special about just being in an auditorium and hearing people who really care about what they're playing. And I think, especially with classical music, it's something that really connects people because there's no lyrics usually. And I think that's part of what Pittsburgh Civic Orchestra has been able to do is just connect people. And I think it goes for both the music and the people who are playing it as well. Next, Jay Davis talks about River City Brass, another musical performing group in Allegheny County. Sensational bands can be found right in your backyard. I'm not talking about Hollywood bands like Fleetwood Mac. I'm referring to a group closer to home, River City Brass. They kicked things off in 1981. Picture this, a premiere at Carnegie Music Hall, critics raving, leading to 41 years of progression into many programs and projects for musicians. Although brass is in the name, from percussion instruments to something more traditional, like the tuba, there is a wide spectrum of what students can experiment with. We're a performing arts organization. Um, we have 25 brass players and three percussion players, and that makes a kind of orchestra without strings. So we will play anything from symphonic music through Broadway, hip-hop, jazz, you name a musical genre, even Indian music from Bollywood. We perform it all around the region, and uh, our mission is to take music to the people. That was James Gourlay from River City Brass. He is the general director. Originally from Scotland, he discusses why he decided to stay in Pittsburgh for this program. I was impressed with the band, of course, but much more impressed with the city of Pittsburgh. This is a place where my kind of music would be welcomed. Something that stuck out to me in my conversation with Gourlay is that RCB offers a program called the School of Brass, which gives residents and students of Penn Hills the opportunity to experience the joy of learning music. Yeah, we call it the School of Brass. and It's free of charge for Penn Hills residents. And they get expert tuition given by members of the River City Brass Band on all of the brass instruments, from the trumpet down to the tuba, but also clarinet and saxophone and flute. It's a great program. We just had our end-of-semester concert, and uh, we had some really beautiful moments where five-year-olds were on stage for the first time in their lives playing music together. So it was a really, really uplifting thing. River City Brass provides performances all around the year. Their calendar online has events booked at least four months out. From small ensembles to huge orchestras, there is something for everyone. Anybody can come to our concerts. It doesn't matter how old they are. We are very kid-friendly. They can be two years old or 92 years old, and they're still welcome. Anybody who comes to our concert will go away with a spring in their step, and they'll be totally uplifted. To learn more about RCB, you can check them out at rivercitybrass.org. Come and hear a concert. That's the best thing you can do to support us.
I thought it was so interesting to hear about all the different genres they perform at the River City Brass, and I think it's a great way of connecting with the programming they do for youth, and I think that it really is so important to get involved in your community or some kind of art that you can carry on for the rest of your life. Like, you could play an instrument at 10 and 82. Yeah, I do think it's super unique how River City Brass is able to not only teach youth about so many instruments and how to play them and the different genres of music, but also their ability to combine instruments that you wouldn't usually combine. And they have such just like a rich diversity in all the genres and all the instruments that they have that they're willing to use to make music and have fun. Next, Liz Leon Vargas reports on Squonk Opera, a music performing group that combines both visual art and music in their unique performances. What is art? Well, art can be showcased in many ways, starting with literature all the way to a piece of paper sprayed with color. In definition, art is any work made through the use of imagination and creativity. Dancing, music, painting, and writing. All these are branches of art and all used for different purposes, but they don't have to be. Squonk Opera does an extraordinary job of bringing all these mixes of art together and puts them into one singular work that brings the whole community together. That was our first big production, Forgotten Works, that we did in a junkyard, strange site where we thought would be fun for a show. We worked with a dance group and we laid down a dance floor on the ground I played in the back of a pickup truck, I set my keyboards up in there, and then we created platforms for other musicians to perform and that were made up of crushed cars. So the guy who owned the place had his uh, crane operator move all the crushed cars around to Steve's specifications, staging areas, which was really fun, and it was a pretty amazing experience. That was Jackie Dempsey, who founded Squonk Opera with Steve O'Hearn. Together, they serve as artistic directors for the organization. Jackie plays piano and composes music for the show, while Steve works on show development. Together, they make these performances as spectacular and unique as they can be. It's really neat to look out into the audience and see grandmas with their grandkids and see hipsters and see college students and young families and just everybody kind of getting into it together. And it doesn't matter what your politics are, what your religion is. It's just, we're all just there to kind of chill out and have a good time. (laughs) Running a show is no easy task, but after 30 years of preparing for these, they seem to have a good grasp of how to prepare. Now I write the music, but I work with everyone in the group. So it's very collaborative. When we start to make a show, Steve will come up with the concept and the visuals. And based on that, I'll start to work on music. And then I bring in my band members and I work with each of them. And then we work in a small group and then a large group. So it takes us quite a long time to create one of these big spectacles. During their years of experience, Jackie and Steve experimented to figure out what they did and didn't want in the show. For example, Jackie learned the accordion due to the fact that Steve thought it would be easier to move around in the show instead of being stationed at one place with a piano. And soon Jackie realized that the accordion also seemed to help bring joy to people's faces. That wasn't the only change they decided on. I do remember in 2012, we have a show we don't do anymore. It's called Go Road Show. And we performed it on the back of a flatbed truck. So we had a truck and we would unload it and then we would build the stage on the truck and put all of our instruments on the truck. And it was the first big outdoor show we'd done in quite a while. And we did it in Baltimore at a festival called Artscape. And that was the first time I really thought, 
I love to play in the theater, but I don't think we should do that anymore. I think we should just be doing these outdoor shows because that's when I saw all those people coming together. And it was such a joyful event. It made me feel so happy to be playing for all these different types of people. They were all having fun. So that's one of my favorite memories. If you or a friend want to enjoy a nice day outdoors, or maybe just want to see a Squonk performance, you can find their show dates on their website, squonk.org. So ask your mom, text your dad, invite your grandma, grab a couple of friends, and go watch a Squonk show. It'll definitely be something worth seeing. Something that I find so interesting about Squonk Opera is they don't, like their performances aren't done in traditional spaces like auditoriums or music halls. Like they perform in places that you wouldn't really expect there to be music almost. And I feel like that is really interesting and also very impactful. And it also helps a lot with just exposing the general public who might not go to concerts or auditoriums, music halls, these areas to experience kind of like the magic of music and performances. Yeah, I thought it was really interesting. It kind of reminded me of a kaleidoscope. Like the more you look into it, the more you see. And um, in one photo we were looking at, they had a bagpipe player who had like a bagpipe that looked kind of like a bird. And they have all these really great visual elements, like these big purple hands. And it's just such a mix of music. And it just looks like so much fun because it looks like they're having so much fun. And that energy really radiates onto the audience. And I think that's so unique. Today, we focused on three amazing performing art groups in Allegheny County. Thank you again to the Allegheny Regional Asset District, and we'll catch you in the next episodes.